You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. In front of you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, there and is. I usually go, yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> is pretty terrible. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the hotline and welcome to the show a true legend in the music industry. Uh, this is the great Paul Anka. Mr. Anka, how are you, sir? Hey, Paul, to you. Uh, Paul, hey. thank you. Do you know, I? Uh, we have met one time before, and it was the most interesting circumstance because... I'm in a place I've never been before in Montana, and I'm standing in a bar filled with a bunch of people, and I turn to my left and I go, how in the world is Paul Anka here? And it was, uh, it was out, <laughs> and I looked at, uh, it was out at, at the DeBartolo uh, area, and it was the first night party, and I, and I just, you never know who's in people's circles. How is it that the two of you become uh, such good friends? Well, I've known the Duarte family for years and years and years. I had worked uh, Youngstown many years ago, uh, the father, and then Eddie and I and, and Candy and the entire family. Just They've just been my like family since way back, at least over 30, 40-some years. They're a wonderful uh, family. I go to the, uh, I'm coming there on tour on February, and I'm going to uh, Candy's restaurant, the Sacred Pepper. I always go there after the shows, and uh, we're you know we're all very close. We get together when we can, but the Montana trip is was wonderful. We go every July. The the Montana trip is great, and I'm standing there and I'm looking around and I'm seeing guys that you'd think you would see Jerry Rice, some uh, some celebrities, you know. And then I look over and I'm like, is this is Paul Anker really standing two feet away from me? It was amazing to me. Uh, I, I was it, at two feet. I'm about uh, maybe only. <laughs> Three more feet up of that with Jerry Rice next. To <laughs> uh, you you are coming here. You got the tour going on. You're uh, you're actually going to be at Ruth yeah. Eckert Hall on the seventeenth. And uh, you're like you see these guys. I you know as a non entertainer, non celebrity, I look at these guys who uh, you know have been doing this for so long. Is there ever a time you get tired of it? No, you know it's a kind of a fallacy. In the sense that you know people are always monitoring you, and they think if you if you put on some years, et cetera, et cetera. When when you're doing something that you really love, I mean, music is you know something. If you have a passion for it, you, you just don't think of quitting because it's a kind of an easy gig. You know, once you've got your audience and you know what you're doing, and if you've got your health, you get out there and you just do it every night. It's not a. I love what I'm doing. Anybody who's listening that's seen my show, it's just. There's just a lot of energy and love. I don't get tired of anything like that. You don't know what to do with yourself. I, I saw Sinatra get tired of it, you know, when I wrote my way for him for that reason. And, you know, I visited him, and he was playing with his trains and flowers <laughs> and art, and then he got sick of it. I get it, you know. So not on my radar, you know. If I'm well enough, I'm just going to keep going out and singing my songs. And now, you, you've so written... It's only time you get a feel for your audience, you know. You've written a bunch of great songs, but uh, clearly "My Way" uh, is is one of the most legendary songs. What what is it about you? I mean, here you are, a great singer and entertainer on your own. You got to look at that song and go, "Why would I give this one away?" I mean, sometimes songs were made for people, but you had to know the yeah. 
you had to know though that that song was special, and a guy like you could have could have used that and pulled it off and made it your own if you wanted to. What makes you give that away? Well, maybe, maybe, but the inspiration and the foundation of it was very different. In fact, I was in Florida and Sinatra was doing a film. I was at the Fountain Blue and uh, down in Miami where we used to hang. And after the show, he called and we went to dinner. And at the end of the dinner, he said he's quitting show business, which you know it was a big shock to me and let alone everybody else. He was tired, and the Rat Pack was over, et cetera. And he used to always tease me, because I started with those guys in the yeah. early 60s when I was a kid. And uh, he said, I'm doing one more album with Don Costa. Don Costa was my producer, who I introduced to, Mr. Sinatra. And uh, I, I kind of went, wow, this is my last shot to write something for him. So I kind of got inspired from him. I went to New York, and at 12 midnight, I'm sitting there with a thunderstorm outside them. I start typing away these words as if, you know, metaphorically he were writing them. And uh, I finished it five hours later, and I called him at Caesar's Palace where he was doing his last engagement. And it was only for him. And I called and said, I've got this song, et cetera. And he said, bring it out. I went out. I played it. Two months later, I get a phone call. The studio in L.A., Frank Sinatra calling, and I picked it up. He said, hey, kid, listen. He put the phone up to his speaker. And I heard My Way for the first time, and I started to cry. And I was only 25 years old, so to answer your question, I hadn't really lived the life that would sure. really fit that song specifically. I was just a kid, you know, a young man. But it was all for him. I would never have used, you know, ate it up and spit it out. I mean, everything that was indigenous to his language. Uh, it was for him. The record company, as you astutely said, said, what are you giving it away for, et cetera. I said, because it's for him. I'm too young. I'm just too young, and the casting is correct for Sinatra. That, that, and, you know, all... you come back, my apologies. You know, when I did this album, Making Memories, I said, how do I do my way because of the anniversary of it? And, you know, I got real lucky with Puccelli and Michael Bublé and I singing it. And it's a single, you know, coming out in about a week. So it's been that important to really watch how it's used and with whom. So it's kind of a historical moment for me to have Bublé and Buccelli on it, and uh, it yeah. just worked out. It show, it, listen, it shows tremendously what kind of person you are and how intelligent you were at such a young age to be able to write such a powerful song but know that it was meant for, for somebody who's put in those years at that point. Uh, the album is Making Memories. Uh, there, is, there is a duet with, uh, you know, your famous Put Your Head on My Shoulder with Olivia Newton-John, and like you mentioned, My yeah. Way. Now, now, would you take My Way, what more could you do with it? Let's bring in Michael Bublé, who's got that, <laughs> that great voice of his, and then uh, Andrea Bocelli, who is one of the most fantastic uh, uh, singers. And I can't, I have not heard this yet, but I would imagine with the three of you on it, it is it's probably even more than you ever imagined it could be. Totally. I mean, look, first of all, you talk about imagining. Back in the 50s when I started, there was no way I ever thought that I'd be around here still doing this, let alone with two great artists like that. I mean, and Olivia, you know, with her challenges in life, is just such a special lady. And the whole TikTok thing is what started that. You know, I had no idea what TikTok was until you know, these kids started coming up to me. And that record I'm very proud of because she just has other things to deal with. But, you know, we hit number one with that. And she was just, you know, I've never seen anyone deal with anything like this going through the cancer that she's going through. So yeah, I'm she's... proud of those two moments. We've had her on the show, and you would think that somebody like that has been dealing with that for so long would be bitter and would be angry, and she's still like one of the most delightful people to talk to. Yeah, totally. You know, she just her spirit is just 
amazing, and I'm sure it's gotten her further than unfortunately she'd imagined. But, you know, you got to live the moment and live the moment as she came forth with this because you don't know about tomorrow. All of us are just, you know, we're in that life lottery, and uh, it, it was a pleasure working with her. Can you can you just take me back for a second to be what and tell me what it was like to be 25 years old and to be running with Sinatra and those guys at, in Miami at the Fountain Blue? Man, that must have been the best time ever. <laughs> well, it, it was all of that, but even go before that, I'd, I'd met them in 1960. You know, me and Darren and Avalon, we just wanted to be like them. We couldn't really see past them. They were it. Till the Beatles came along and changed it, but running with them in Vegas and being the youngest kid and you know working with the mob and all of these guys and the style that was happening, I mean, as a kid out of Canada who had never even envisioned that, you can imagine what went on every night. As it, you know, it was great on stage, but then you get in the steam room and you party and you're running around at night traveling. It was just a big oh. kind of boost of my ego. I mean, I couldn't believe how my life had changed like that. I knew one thing. I just said, God, I got to really keep my nose to the grinds to do and what not to do. <laughs> but they were a lot oh, of yeah. You know, you can't forget a guy like Dean Martin. You know, he was in the shadow of uh, Sinatra, but he was a great singer and a funny guy. and So handsome. Loved. Oh, my God. He had all that. Well, you know, he's from the, the Ohio the region, Youngstown, Steubenville, and handsome and funny. Yeah. The things he used to do off stage, but it was a great learning pad for me because, you know, we didn't know what kind of college to even go to learn anything like that. And uh, I look back on those days very fondly, but I try to live in the moment. Oh, man, that must have been, that just must have been, we had Meyer Lansky's granddaughter in here, or his daughter, Meyer Lansky's daughter yeah. in the studio yeah. with us. And she told us yeah. she used to she used to bang Dean Martin on the side. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, she did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, good she... for I, I don't know about the side. I'd get in that front area. <laughs> <laughs> They're a cool family. But I, you know, he used to come to my show at the Fountain Blue. He'd bring his wife, and then I'd go downstairs and have a drink with him. He was a quiet guy, and uh, we all used to meet there. That was kind of the hub, you know. And uh, but he was the cat, you know. Everybody respected him. Yeah, oh, I bet, man. Uh, and and out of out of you and Bobby Darren and Frankie Avalon, who got the most girls in those days out of the three of you? Well, we all got our fair share. Nobody yeah. was counting, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't tell you who. All I know is we were very grateful for what we got because when I was a kid, well, I was a kid, but I couldn't get anybody till I had a hit record. So <laughs> I was happy in that. <laughs> We compared notes every time we run into each other. <laughs> Man, what an awesome life. The new album is called Making Memories. It's a great Paul Anka. Yep. Uh, it's got duets on there with Olivia Newton-John, uh, Bocelli, El Devo, uh, and then the concert tour. Uh, if you if you uh, want to get out there and, and see Paul Anka, he's going to be here at Ruth Eckert Hall. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.